You're listening to Live Out Loud Podcast with Michelle Flamer and River Wynn. Hi, River. Hi, Michelle. How's it going? <laughs> it's going great. How are you? Good. Um, I'm kind of excited for today's guest. What do you think? I'm super excited. Like, I, I have angel chills this. happening right now. Like I have them all coming up from, from my from my shins up. We have Alex Castro from LBGTQ Mindfulness. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just getting chills all over. I freaking love Did you that. just call those angel chills? Yeah, they are yeah. my angel chills. I got them too. Yeah, I know. I, I literally I have chills, that. like my hair and my... <laughs> you see it you guys look at oh i don't have a lot of hair but they're there oh yeah you're you're prickly too i love that um so alex i would love for you to tell um our lovely people who listen and of course river and i um a little bit more about you because this is a really cool movement i want to call it that you have going on in san francisco and so tell us a little bit about you well, first off, thank you so much for having me as a guest on the podcast. Uh, it's a true, true pleasure to be able to be here and to support you guys as well. And I am just so excited that this space exists for the queer community. So thank you for your work and thank you for what you're doing. My name is Alex Castro and I am originally from Miami. Yes, it's like another country in the U.S. And I moved to the West Coast. Around three years ago for work, I landed in Seattle for six months and mm-hmm. then went to Sacramento for nine months. And then I ended up in San Francisco. Wow. My intentions when I left Miami was I really wanted to create a queer community. Uh, like I, I just wanted my life to be super queer because Miami, mm-hmm. I was closeted and I was straight. And mm-hmm. I was like, no more of this. I want to unleash myself and just completely have like a different life in the queer community. How old were you when you came out? I was 28. A little later. Yeah. Yeah. A lot later. Um, so yeah, once I got here to San Francisco, I, it was the pandemic had just ended. So I started looking Mm -hmm. up places like queer places. And there was actually two bars, two lesbian bars in San Francisco. One is called Jolene's and the other one, I can't remember what the name is, but I went to Jolene's and it was as if they had unleashed like all the lesbians because everyone had been like, um, you know, in a jail cell for two years. So now like everything was open again. And I was like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe this. This is like so much fun. And I started going to Jolene's like every month to make community and make friends. Yeah. But I think at the same time, I started realizing how like that was the only way for me to connect through people. It was through like Mm -hmm. partying and like drinking and bars. And while there's a time and place for everything, I wanted to create really meaningful relationships with depth. And Mm -hmm. I started realizing that all the places that I would go to, to do that, like personal retreats or personal growth, we're all in heterosexual environments. And Mm -hmm. those type of experiences for me have changed who I am. Mm -hmm. And I believe that as 
queer individuals. Like we deserve those spaces too. So I was like, I, I need to make, like, I need to stop complaining and like do something about it. Build so, a dreams moment. It's like, a, it's, exactly. Build it, they yeah. will come, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you can either continue to complain or do something about it. So mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, I decided to build LGBTQ mindfulness and it's technically a safe and inclusive space for the queer community to come together and like really, really talk about stuff that really matters, building meaningful connections, no alcohol involved, like, but really getting like deep and vulnerable with each other, learning how to communicate, like each event has a different theme where people can learn. It's kind of like group therapy, honestly, Mm -hmm. Uh, but with like fun and excitement and community and laughs and just like lightness and playfulness. And then that has gone really well. And I've expanded to doing international retreats only for the queer community, which is amazing because they're very limited. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm like on this path, I'm doing events, experiences, retreats, anything that can help our community just grow and transform and heal. What's your love that so much. Yeah, I, I love that so much too. What's one of the biggest challenges for you right now? I think one of the biggest challenges in this space, even after completely being sober, January 1st, 2023, I said to myself, I'm not going to drink like this year. I want to be completely sober. I want to see how my life changes. Alcohol was like really taking a toll on me, all my mental health Mm -hmm. and just my energy, my body. And I was like, this is it. Like I'm done. And one of the biggest challenges has been like learning how now not to isolate myself and feel Mm. lonely because Mm. I still want to connect with others. Mm -hmm. And I think in our queer community, like our culture is really going out to bars, drinking and partying in order to connect with one another. Like Mm -hmm. that's all we have. Those are all the spaces. Mm. And I will say, I will say there's, um, there are some really cool new queer social companies that are out like there's dc fray that is starting to they opened one here called phoenix fray i think they're doing another one in florida actually i think up in jacksonville but it's basically like uh lbgt cornhole uh you know Mm. kickball and like all these fun social events and um there are a lot there's like a lot of these uh companies popping up and offering it to the queer community so that's also some fun stuff that I've noticed. And that's how I've honestly built my community uh, here in Arizona, because I'm not a big drinker and I just feel very fortunate for that. I know River doesn't, she's not a big drinker either. I mean, we are always looking for new things of ways to connect on deeper levels with people and playfulness. Like you kind of mentioned, like if you're a yoga or Um, What are some of the other fun events that you find enjoyable to put on um, in that space? So I think the retreats are actually like the most fun because Mm -hmm. you have this like short period amount of time that you're doing so much with people. And it's so beautiful to see like the transformation of people in those three days. So I think that's like my funnest part, especially that like living with these people for technically three or five days, you truly get to know someone when Mm -hmm. you're waking up with them, going to sleep, like 
it's like when you travel with someone, you really get to know your friend type thing. Yeah. So I think the retreats have definitely been like my, my most favorite because I oh. really get to connect with people that way. Yeah. That's so what's kind of the theme of the retreats? Like, does each one have a different theme or are they kind of all in the same vein? What, tell us a little bit more about the retreats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the retreats, it's, they're different, different, different themes. I have one that I do in Valle Guadalupe, Mexico, which is Ooh. like two hours south of San Diego. Um, that one is like different modalities, meditation, yoga, cold plunging, temescal, which is a sweat lodge that the Indians mm-hmm. used to use, mm-hmm. medicine ceremony. And then, for example, January 2024, I'm doing a silent meditation retreat here in California. Then I'm doing maybe wow. another day in Puerto Vallarta, yoga, meditation, Temescal, mm-hmm. beach connection. So it's like different themes. Cause I don't think one thing serves everyone, you know, yeah. so you want to definitely yeah. have options for people to be well, like, everyone's in a different space on their exactly. journey, right? Because you don't want to compare anyone's chapter one exactly. with someone's chapter 20 type of thing. Absolutely. And we all have different preferences, you know, like Mm -hmm. people are going to prefer other things than, but I just want to make sure I have that option for as many people as possible. What, what were you before all of this? Like what, you know, what got you here? What's like those aha? I mean, we, we know the aha moment now, like that field of dreams, like build it, they will come like you needed to find it. And so you created it, but like what got you to this space and, and just wanting to do all of this and, you know, your background. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you say that, like build it and it will come. I think that as humans, we all go through like similar human experiences, you know, like we all feel the same feelings and it's like, I know what I was feeling. I know a lot of people have felt, and those are the people that come because they want you know, what I was searching for. Deeper connections. Yeah. Like deeper connections, self-transformation, community. Mm -hmm. Like we all crave that. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, what, what truly, what truly moved me into this lifestyle is, was like my unhappiness Mm -hmm. and like my own trauma and the way I was coping was not, was not healthy And by finding, in a sense, a spiritual path and really investing myself in in my personal growth and being able to see how much I have transformed from where I was and knowing that, you know, like my whole trauma about like being closeted and not coming out and the difficulties that I felt with my family, like I know a lot of queer people are going through that. Mm -hmm. friends that are still battling with their parents about like coming out and how they're just like not being accepted and like knowing that I went through all of that and knowing that other humans are suffering like I did just truly truly pushes me to keep doing this Mm -hmm. what's um what's the demographic for uh you know what what are all different ages do you find um, over 40 are showing up more or is it the 30 year olds like you know or me my my old 50 year old plus self you know <laughs> it's interesting because 
I mean, my dream would be like every gender, every person, every age. But I think I've come to accept that my followers are usually women. And I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, if that's who it is and that's what I'm supposed to serve. But I, I would love if there was like more men involved mm-hmm. in these type of movements. And it's usually ages like 28 to like 60. Wow, that's awesome. It ranges. Yeah, it definitely ranges. I think like younger than 28, I haven't gotten anyone yet, but- yeah. I get it, right? Like when I was in my twenties, like I never even thought about. They're this. all out at the bars. Yeah, I wanted to house parties. I wanted or to have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not so, going on retreats when I was in my twenties. Totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I was no, that wasn't even like crossing my mind at that age. Yeah, yeah. Go through it. Yeah. Um, San Francisco. I mean, it has such a deep history for the queer community. I mean, everything from Harvey Milk, um, Stonewall, even from New York City, touched in, down into, you know, San Francisco and the Castro. And I mean, it's just so rich with gay history. Uh, how 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 do you love living there? Like, do you feel that energy? So interesting enough, when I was in Sacramento, they offered me a job here and I was like, okay, like, let me go check it out for a weekend and see if I like it. Mm. And like crossing that bridge, I felt this intuition in my heart. Like my heart was like mm. rotating coming out of was my that the Oakland bridge, which was that the, from the, yeah. The yeah. The one that connects yeah. from Oakland to San Francisco. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, like my body, like I felt a reaction in my body when I was crossing that bridge. And I was like, I'm meant to live here. I'm getting angel Mm. chills again. Yeah, I know it's great. (laughs) And when I moved here, I was like, I, I love the city. I love Mm. the city. I love how accepting it is. I love how open it is. I love how everyone's so authentically themselves, Mm -hmm. how coming from Miami, right? It's like a complete, it's like the Mm -hmm. opposite. Like here, nobody cares what you do for work. They don't care what you drive. They don't care what you wear. Like they care about who you are. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I was just fascinated by that. And also the energy that this city has around spirituality and there's just so many places that you can go for breath work for ceremonies for there's just so much out here Mm. that I loved but it was interesting too to see how when I started doing this whole movement you know a lot of social media stuff too and I started getting a lot of messaging like you should burn in hell like you should die Mm. And I was just like, wow, like I've been wearing this mask over my eyes and thinking like everything's rainbows and butterflies because I'm blessed to live in San Francisco and I feel so accepted here. Mm -hmm. There's still so much hate and discrimination against gay people in the, like outside of my bubble. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was like a harsh awakening for me. And it's like, how do you Mm. keep reaching people out of San Francisco? Yeah, I think, well, I think obviously doing more podcast and, and also, you know, I'm happy to share more about you Mm -hmm. and what you're doing. I think it's really about creating some type of 
extra movement here with you, which is finding ambassadors, kind of like how we were talking about Shanti and the Lamb Beyond Zion. She ran, she started and founded a company called Hike It Baby, which was the 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 whole thing about it. And River River knows this part mm-hmm. um, is is basically to get a new mom out into nature and to have other moms to go with so that they wouldn't feel they wouldn't be scared to be alone and hit the trails Mm -hmm. but it really to build that like community when you have a newborn like as a mom you know when we're when they're this little and you're just like I just want to get out and they can go with you everywhere I mean you just put them in a little backpack and you know a little Bjorn or whatever and (laughs) really gave it really facilitated but what happened was, is uh, they started getting people saying, hey, I'd love to start this here. And they just created like this organic ambassadorship. So I think, you know, next level for you, right, is like to just sort of expand it into the cities and to get ambassadors who are um, into it and and start sort of creating that space from through meetups, groups or or whatnot, but to also just start that movement in their own little city. Yeah. Mm. I get a lot of inquiries about like, are you in New York? I saw that one actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's like, not yet. Uh huh. I love that you said not yet though. I was like, please put the intention in there. Of course. <laughs> yes. Of course. Our words are magic. That's yeah. it. With our words. So I was like, yeah. not yet. Like TBD to be determined. Totally. But I think also one thing that I have to keep telling myself and it's with everything. If you're trying to build something that's long lasting and that has a lot of value, it takes time. Mm -hmm. And I want to be here, you know, but I'm here right now and that's okay. Like it takes time for me to go to New York or when that opportunity arises, it will come, but it will come when I'm ready. So just like Mm -hmm. trusting the universe at its timing because it has the best timing. I don't. Especially if you're wanting to like be very intentional about creating those deeper connections and facilitating something that is a safe space for a lot of people that, that mm-hmm. takes time to build. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's cool. I just, um, I just think what you're doing is so lovely and mm. I, um, I'm actually so looking forward to being a participant, you know, and seeing sort of the magic unfold this weekend. And I just can't wait to get up there and hang out with you. But um, I, I just, what what other events and things are you, are you tr- trying to create? Because I know you do yoga, you do the dating, you do, what's, what's a couple others that you, a couple other events that you put on there? So I got certified as a yoga instructor because I feel that also like all the yoga spaces are like heterosexual. Like there's not one queer yoga class that's only for queer people. Even in San Francisco, that's like so Isn't that crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's usually and usually you never really see queer people in yoga either. It's like <laughs> one or two people and it's like, why is that? So I'm like, let me try and figure this out. Uh, I love that. So I actually put on a a yoga class. It's every, it's the second Tuesday and fourth Tuesday of each month, which is just like queer yoga with the sound bath. 
and seeing like where that goes. So I'm just trying to like incorporate like different modalities where people Mm. can like pick and choose how, how they want to like, let's say restore their nervous system through a sound bath or through yoga, connect their, connect to their body through yoga. Um, I also have these like monthly events that I'm doing. This one's actually about queer dating, mm-hmm. uh, but each month is a different theme. Like I've done difficult conversations or like queer friendships mm-hmm. or love. Mm-hmm. So just different themes. The retreats are also something that I'm doing. And I think I'm going to start doing, let's say for October, it's coming out month. I really, really want to do some sort of celebration event where we do yoga, we meditate, we do a little breath work and we have a DJ and then we dance and we have the mocktails companies like having their little mocktails and we're just having a good old time during the day. And we don't have to be out till two in the morning and tired the next day. (laughs) I know I've been laughing at these memes that I've been finding. I think I sent you one river, but it's like, um, Hey, let's all get our drink on early in the day so we can all be back in bed by nine, you know, something like, like like we're doing day drinking and hanging out and dancing and doing all that so that we can just be totally by nine. Absolutely. And I was my life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I was listening to this podcast the other day and like, she was actually talking about that. She was like, why are we going out at nine? Like, why are we not hanging out during the day and like, come with me to home Depot and see how fun it is. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Like, yeah, Let's just do errands together. together. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, and I was like, so true. I get, <laughs> I get out. I, I just get so much more out of that. A lunch, you know, or a coffee with somebody and that connecting where you're like talking and then it's two hours later and you're just like, yeah, just restored. Like your cup is overflowing at that point. And I think that's why I was so drawn to what you're doing, because I think like River and I have been talking a lot about our spiritual journey and Mm -hmm. we're, we're kind of in a serious place. Like when we're in, when you're in the, in it, when you're in your journey, your spiritual awakening. And I think, I think you're the same way as us, Alex. I, and we're kind of serious people. Not that we don't want to have playful and be playful and have fun and, and like all the laughter, but I think it just feels so, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make me different. Yeah, it's It's different. And you're just like, you don't want to be on this like basic level anymore. Like you want to go deep. You want to feel, and if that person can't connect with you in your body, you're just like, okay, this person is just not someone who might be in my core group of people right now, because you're just on this other level, right? River, it's like, like mm-hmm. you're just leaving people behind a little bit because my, yeah, my sister and I were talking you. about this last night because, um, you know, I'm headed to Portland right now. I'm on the road and we were talking about the difference between, um, like being in our twenties versus our thirties and like, you know, interacting with people, but then also being divorced and people have this expectation that when you're divorced, like you're going to be out partying. Like that's what you do when you're divorced. Like you go out and you party. Right. And I was like, you know, I feel like I I skipped something here. I missed something in the middle because like, I'd rather like at nine o'clock at night, I I just want to be in my pajamas (laughs) and like preparing to go hiking the next day with friends. Like if it's not something that brings me um, depth of connection or depth of experience, I'm not interested. And whether that's serious or playful, like being playful with friends in the process, but 
there has to be an intentionality to it and partying just doesn't cut it for me in that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I was having a conversation about this with a friend yesterday, actually, and how you just start outgrowing those behaviors and like your body will always tell you first Mm -hmm. how it feels. And even just like going to bars or stuff like that. Like the last time I went, I had so much anxiety in my body and I was like, why am I so anxious? Like, this is not the right place for me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's accepting that like, it's, it's okay. Like maybe I've outgrown this and maybe it will feel a little lonely for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I'd rather be by myself than just feeling a void with people that are not in alignment with me or feeling that void with places that are not in alignment with me. And once we start like placing ourselves and aligning ourselves to things that truly matters to us, that truly feed our soul, you're going to start attracting the right people. And I Mm -hmm. think in our twenties, it's all about like quantity, like how many friends you have and all these things. And now it's like, my time is so limited Mm-hmm. that I really want to invest it and mm-hmm. that are in true alignment with me. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, and it's sad because there's a part of me that's like kind of heartbroken because there's some people that I do love, but I know that, you know, you just outgrow them and you have to keep going. So it's a, it's a bittersweet feeling. Yeah, River just it said is. something on that, how sometimes you do have to leave behind even the people that you care about because they just, uh, they don't have the capacity and there's nothing wrong with them. It's just, exactly. they don't have the capacity. You're in a different space and it kind of is what it is. I mean, you're just in different spaces of your journey, you know, mm-hmm. and the connection is different and the energy is different. And Sometimes in that process of learning your own boundaries and setting your own energetic boundaries, that means that certain aspects of your relationships do kind of naturally fall off and that's okay too. Yeah. I just think it's cool because people need more Alex Castro's in the world yeah. <laughs> to spread that love and to hold a perfectly beautiful, not just a safe space, but a brave space to, to allow people in, in a really unconditional loving way. I mean, your heart, your heart and that capacity, I see it in your post. I see it in your, in your face right now. It's just, there's so much love that you care so deeply And it's so neat to be able to share you with our listeners, with friends, with whoever will, will hear us out really. I mean, cause you know, I just like everyone, I just, I want everyone to find their light in this life Mm -hmm. and we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but the human experience is revolved around love one, number one. That is our huge lesson on this earth right now is Mm -hmm. moving the, is, is really moving that lever, flicking the lever or moving the needle, um, to have more love in this life, whether we're giving it, whether we're holding it, whether we're allowing people to just be without attachments, you know, at the end of the day and just to 
be aligned with themselves. I think it's, I, I just feel so grateful for this life right now in this moment, because I think there's so much, there's so much goodness coming also like, you know, light workers, healers like yourself, like, you know, and river and, and other people that we are so blessed to have in our circle. It's, it's just really cool. And yeah, I just think it's, it's lovely. (laughs) Thank you so much for, for all your sweet words. I think what came up for me while you were saying that is like, when you mention I have so much love and to give and, I am in general, a very loving person. And I do get that from like my Hispanic family and my mom's very loving. And some of us are just very expressive of how we feel. But I think the root core of that is how much in my life, I felt like I wasn't enough or Mm -hmm. how I felt so rejected because I was Mm -hmm. gay and I was wrong to be who I was. And I had all these feelings of like, just, I was wrong to be who Mm -hmm. I was. It was not okay to be me. And after going through my own personal work and other to overcome that, I was able to truly, truly connect to other people's humanness and how this feeling of I'm not enough and it's wrong to be me is so like it's it's a feeling that a lot of people in our queer community hold and it's Mm -hmm. like I just want to remind people like you are perfect the way you are and you're just so you're so beautiful for being the human Mm -hmm. that you are and like I'm here to remind you of that Mm -hmm. so that's that's been like one of my intentions with the queer community What's been coming Mm. up for me when you just said all that was really about how many of these people that walk through the door doors that is it the San Francisco center? Is that where you, it's the center SF it's like the center SF. Yeah. Super cool. Woo woo. Like T bar. They have all sorts of like spiritual classes. there. But I'm curious how many of those people walk out of that class feeling seen for the first time Mm. after some of your events, they feel Mm heard for the first time they feel seen they feel belong there's a belonging because I think the word inclusive has really kind of bugged me lately I don't know why but Mm. but I think there's (laughs) there's inclusiveness but I think there's I think the more important word is feeling uh, their belonging I I think it's one thing to say inclusive I think it's become Mm -hmm. sort of like you know this social trend term but for me, it's more about belonging. Mm-hmm. Having a seat at the table instead of just being in the room with the table. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, hey, enter the room, but you still don't have a seat. But today, all of you have a seat. Like you get your names right here on the table. Mm-hmm. We've handwritten your name for you. you. You get to be a part of all of this. And I think that's what's really important because- I do think in, in a lot of communities or especially for women, let's just talk about women for a second. I think they just, there's so many times in a woman's life where one, we're apologizing constantly, you know, and it's one of my biggest pet peeves is someone bumps into us and we say, sorry, 
Have you, I mean, you probably have done that like on the subway or whatever, or, you know, just anywhere walking around the city and someone just knocks you and you go, oh, sorry, it wasn't even your fault. Like we just, we constantly apologize. And I just feel like um, within a spiritual space and giving more space for that of people just coming and showing up truly as they are and, and, mm. and belonging for the first time, maybe. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, people after the events, they tell me that all the time, like mm. how much love they felt from these like strangers that they get to do this workshop with and how, I was going to say the word inclusive, but you were like, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's fine. To use it it. Yeah. But how much they felt like they belonged for at mm-hmm. least an hour or two. In, in their life, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think especially coming, like being in a queer community and coming from my own personal background where it was difficult to come out to my family, they weren't very accepting mm-hmm. of it. And, you know, it took time for them to be in a place where they do accept it, even though I know deep down inside, they probably pray that I do end up with a man, but they, 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 they accept me now for who I am. But I feel like coming from that background, where you first have to accept yourself and other for other people to accept you. And these people are your family. You don't get to choose them because they're your blood. But we do have the choice to create our chosen family, yep. which is our queer community, which is our friends. And truly being intentional about that is like so important, especially in like the environments that we're putting ourselves in and who we're meeting and all these things because we need community. Hmm. I'm just curious, like doing hosting these events and and do you come away with new friends from these events or are you sort of are you sort of in another space because you're you, you know you're you're managing the whole event? Like do you get to enjoy those moments or or give the reins to someone you trust so that you can participate in it as well? So there's been times where there's exercises where it's like one-on-one and I've had to jump in because it's, it's an odd number of people. However, as a facilitator, I do like to keep that integrity of being the facilitator of the event. And I have found myself in difficult situations where people have reached out, like after the events, like, Oh, let's hang out this and that. And I mean, this is something that like I had to work through part of like people pleasing. I was like, yes. And I ended up meeting with them, but it was like, I was in a rush because I'm like always doing something. And it's like, no, like, that's not the way I want to show up for people, you know, like Mm -hmm. rushing. And I think that I have made that strict boundary of like, I'm the facilitator and you guys are here to participate. And, um, you know, you're more than welcome to come, but I'm not like opening myself up to, yeah, let's go grab. Cause then it would be like an endless yeah. me, mm-hmm. like pulling myself, you know, just to please people when it's just, it's not, it's not a reality for me. Like there's other things that like, I really need to focus on in order to push forward. Um, but the people that do go are amazing people. They're super, super great people. And I think that 
throughout time, if it's like a recurrent person that keeps going to all of my events and goes to my retreats, like, I think it's like inevitable for me to build some sort of relationship with them and get to know them more. But that's, you know, like with consistency and Mm. at the end of the day, people that are investing in their personal growth are people that I do want in my life. Totally. So yeah, I think it's, it's just like a, you know, it depends on who it is and the vibe and everything, but yeah. Does that mm. River, River? Does that happen for you with photography a lot, or like when you were a doula and like in those service oriented when you facilitate certain you know certain things? Yeah, I've definitely had to work harder at at um, recognizing and maintaining my own boundaries around my time with that because there will be people that you know you meet them for a photo session or you spend 52 hours with them at their birth and you get to know people and and you form a relationship in those moments and you know they want to continue that and uh, there's times when I want to continue that as well but really when you are someone who is creating for others or holding space for others you know it can be such um an exhausting and not exhausting in like in a negative way, but it drains you. It does because you are facilitating for other people. Mm-hmm. And so I found for myself that I have to be very intentional and very careful about how I create connections and build friendships with the people I also serve mm-hmm. while honoring my needs and my boundaries and keeping my cup full so I can serve. <laughs> so it's a, de- it's a very delicate balance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Where do you see uh, LBGTQ mindfulness in two years? Mm. Where do you want it to be? Where would I want it to be? I would want to be doing nationwide events in mm-hmm. different cities mm-hmm. of the US. I would also want, I don't know if this is like a two-year plan, but maybe like five years. Mm-hmm. That was my next question. I was going in. <laughs> I was pulling it out, but yeah, I was just starting two years first. Yeah. I really, really want to create a retreat center. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the US. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. Mexico. I don't know where it is, but a retreat center where we're doing retreats every month for queer people that are coming in mm-hmm. and different types of retreats like how to deal with coming out or like you know how to deal with your confidence after coming out like just different things that can really really help people um yeah I think that would be like the dream Mm, I have a question for you so what would you say to someone who wants to facilitate like creating these kinds of spaces in their own community, like say, like, for example, I live in a rural community where we don't have many safe spaces. Um, And what would you say to someone about wanting to facilitate those kinds of intentional connections and moving away from like the scene where the the only safe space you have maybe is a local bar. That's like the designated queer bar, you know, Um, what would you tell them about getting started on trying to facilitate those kinds of connections and intentional meetups? Mm. First, I would ask that question, why? What's their purpose? Mm. Why do they want to do it? And then based on their answer, I would tell them, you have to be relentless. It's Mm. not easy. It takes consistency and consistency is what's going to get you there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
honestly, it's, it's been difficult. Like people mm-hmm. just see the success part of it, but they don't see the actual work that goes behind all of this. Yeah. But, you know, you're talking about a community that's used to this culture of like partying and going out and drinking and meeting people that way. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard to change culture. Mm-hmm. However, the pool of queer people that are interested in their personal growth or spirituality is like a much smaller 1% circle. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's like, literally, it's relentless. Um, but I would say whatever their reason is as to why keep reminding themselves of that, why, mm-hmm. and a lot of consistency, get your name out there, talk to people, um, tell everyone, everyone and their mother, tell them about your event, tell them why you're doing it. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if you add your heart into things, that's how things grow. Yeah truly just telling everybody constantly putting it out in social media, having a good marketing campaign, just learn as much as they can on marketing in order for them to market themselves and their, whatever they're doing. Yeah. Love that. So do you separate yourself from LGBTQ mindfulness? What's, what's a dream Alex wants? Honestly, I eat, sleep, and sweat LGBTQ mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> I am one with LGBTQ mindfulness. I have not made that separation <laughs> of me not being part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think the day that I do is a day that I'm ready to have somebody else. Mm-hmm go ahead and manage that for me or, or it's several people across the board, a team. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think a dream that I want in my life right now is to find a healthy, loving partner. Mm -hmm. I think I'm in a space right now where I, I love my friends and I am so, so grateful for the friends that I have, but I'm craving to like cuddle with somebody that I love in my bed on a Saturday night, you know, mm-hmm. versus going out with friends. And yeah, I think that's something that like, I'm or really- like, or like River and I, you know, we're just sitting on the couch by ourselves texting each other while we watch. <laughs> exactly. 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 There's no Netflix and chill up over here, you know, unless it's totally it's, it's, it's Netflix like and Net- texting. Net- it's yeah, it's Netflix and texting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, I think I've already been single for four years, but I've dated people yeah. in between, but nothing very concrete. And I just think I'm in a space in my life where I'm like, I I want that, but also I'm not rushing into anything because yeah, do you like do you like do you like the apps, the dating apps? Or are you more about finding it organically? <laughs> I'm actually not on any apps yeah. because when I got on them, it got really weird. It was like, because oh, <laughs> people recognized you. Yes. <laughs> so they were like, oh, this, and I'm just like, you know, I'm ignoring people left and right. And it's like, now it comes, it's like, oh, oh she's been to an event swipe. <laughs> it's, like, it's like conflict of interest, right? Like, oh, she ignored mm. me on the, I'm not going to go to her event. And <laughs> It was just like, you know, I'm just going to allow the universe to send the person that is. That's it. 
Yeah. You know, I'll either meet them through a retreat or somewhere else. But I think it's also important to like not rush into anything just because you yearn it because that person yeah. is going to affect every area of but your that's life. like, but that's where the health yeah. place comes in, right? That's totally. where we have time. And we've been talking a lot about this is mm-hmm. being it's, it's like, I'm great at being alone, but I'm even, I'm even better now being with myself. Mm-hmm. Like it's so important to be okay. Like with yourself, like you look yeah. around and you go, I made all of this happen. Like, I feel so happy that I wake up in the morning and I go, I know exactly what my day's going to bring. There's no drama. There's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not feeling lonely in my 18 year marriage any longer, you know, cause I got divorced last year and there's just this feeling of not feeling lonely per se. It's feeling good with being with myself. And mm-hmm. that I'm never really alone anymore or lonely because I have me like, mm-hmm. and I can be pretty fun. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's just a different place to be. So I think, I think allowing that organicness to happen for you, like, and I, because you know, when someone makes you feel good or it doesn't like, there's just that energy. And when you're in touch with yourself, you're even, and not drinking, which you took off the table, which is massive. And I just want to say, I'm super proud of you for doing yeah. that because it takes a lot of courage um, does. To, to deep dive without having those sort of barriers, right. And in connection and dipping out. And I mean, I have a friend who was making me laugh. She's like, sometimes when I drink, I black out. I'm like, um, we can't have that anymore. Like, that's not a good place. This is not something I want to hear you brag about. Like, this isn't good. But I just think, um, I think it's good when you can feel and be with yourself. And I mean, I'm not a fan of the apps at all. So I'm not on any either. It's like any, yeah. Icky. The hot mess. Icky's. It's, it's, for, <laughs> I, it's like a part-time, like my friends who are on it, like it's a part-time job. Like, and, and I that, think- yeah. And I think I just don't want to spend time trying to dissect who this person's face. Like it's all about energy for me anyway. So it's not going to do me any good. So I'd rather just have someone just bump into me and be like, yo, yeah, that <laughs> sorry. Meet cute. Meet cute. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's so time consuming. And honestly, like I, I don't have that time to invest. And like, if you are going to be successful in a dating app, like you have to like continuously go on dates every week and continuously chat with people and I'm just not there. And when you mention like, you know, you're really happy with yourself. I think that's like key when you're attracting from a place of abundance instead of lack. Mm-hmm. And when we're truly, truly comfortable in our own solitude, because being solitude is completely different than loneliness, mm-hmm. you know, and being just so empowered in your own solitude Yes, sometimes at night at 9 p.m. on a Saturday, do I wish I was with someone cuddling? Of course, but that's like human mm-hmm. nature, right? That's like feeling mm-hmm. hungry. Well, and when but- and when you're saying that, you're like that 9 p.m. person, that person sitting next to you is literally your person. You know, yeah. 
it's not just, it's not, you you don't want a a space filler next to you. That's Mm -hmm. the difference right now is that you're not looking for like a girlfriend. You're looking for like a life partner, like a a mate and someone who matches your energy, someone who is excited about life. It's maybe Mm -hmm. super excited about what you're doing with your life and supporting that. It's just a different vibe altogether than when you're just sort of looking for a hookup or looking, which I'm, yeah, which, you know, doesn't work for a lot of people also. So it's just, it's interesting, but I'm just so surprised by you saying that in the queer community and the fact that growth mindset in the, in the queer community is like really small. I think in my, in my experience, I feel that the older I get, the more I invest in myself, the pickier I get with who I want to date. And as you know, the queer community is like a pool this big and everybody knows everybody and mm-hmm. everyone's like rotating each other. And like, I'm just like not into that. And they're all usually going out, drinking, having fun. And that's cool. But that's just like, not like, I would rather invest my time with somebody that wants to do other things. Mm-hmm. So I think like my circle is, has minimized mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and in my experience, I've been the person that has attracted people to invest in their personal growth, but they're investing, but that's not their lifestyle. It's only like very few, like a 1% that that's their lifestyle, mm-hmm. but they're able to come and get what they need. And then, you know, they balance their life out that way. So we have um, queer and not queer uh, listeners, you know, what we can, we can leave today on a cool note by Alex's three tips to, to dating or to calling forth the person (laughs) or, or maybe three, I love, I love all your videos with like, this is three pickup lines or whatever things that you can say <laughs> to somebody that will get a reaction. I don't know. You pick, you pick your three favorites and what, what that might be. Okay. I think the first one that I like a lot is the best pickup line in the world is yeah. just a genuine compliment. Mm-hmm. People want to be seen. They want to feel valued. And by you just being genuine about what you love about someone or what you truly mm-hmm. like, can take you very, very far. Mm-hmm. So that's my first one. My second one, I think that in order to attract the person that you want to be is truly, truly transforming into that person that you want to attract, mm-hmm. you know? And like, it was so interesting because I was like making, uh, writing out like what I want in a partner and being super, super specific. And I want this from them and this, and I'm like, wait, I don't even have that. Like, I'm not even that yet. You know, like, why am I asking? Like, no, like your your non-negotiables and your requirements are like things that you didn't even work on yet. Like, you haven't. Like, how how, the audacity to like (laughs) this person has to be this way, but like, I'm not even like that. So I was just like, oh, so I started circling the things that. I needed to work on and highlighting them. And I freaking love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, these are three things that I need to work on in order to attract somebody Mm -hmm. that's at that level. So I think that's like another aha moment that I had that I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, I love it. And I think number three, um, I 
think in general, like when you meet people, be the person that you want to meet. Honestly, mm-hmm. like so many people are like, oh, I want to meet people that are open and that are fun and that are good to convert. But like your vibe is completely off. Like your shoulders are slumped. Your body language like is closed up. Like truly think about the person that you want to meet. Is it someone that's fun, mm-hmm. that's witty, that's open, that's inquisitive during the conversation, that's asking you questions, that's making you feel seen. Have a picture of that. And then if you don't have the skills, start working on those skills and start showing up to the world, to people, how, how you would like someone to be with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that in general will solve a lot of people's problems, honestly, when they meet someone. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, hmm, I need you as a dating coach. <laughs> Do you take on clients for like dating coach, actually? That, I think that's really, I think that would be a really cool thing for you to yeah, I actually, I have a mindfulness life mentor coaching, mm-hmm. um, but it, it kind of like d- dives into like any type of subject that they want to work on just because I feel like mindfulness transforms your self-awareness and yeah. your self-awareness transforms your life. Like if you're not self-aware of what you need to change or what patterns you have, you're never going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. That includes dating, finances, just anything in life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm here to help in any way that I can. I love that. River, any last thoughts? I mean, I I know that all resonated. Like, yeah, this has just been such a wonderful conversation. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot from this. I really so thank you for sharing all of this. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. And it just feels so heartwarming to just be in this space with really cool queer women that are doing amazing stuff. And I am just so grateful for the time that I spent with you guys. And I hope that your listeners get something out of this. Oh, I know they will. I'm getting angel chills this whole hour. <laughs> like for real, like they're all coming up and, and Alex, you don't know this, but it's like one of my new superpowers that I discovered last November that you know, through the spiritual journey, it's like, what are these things? And I was like, I'm not cold. I'm not. And then, you know, uh, you know, one of our spiritual gurus that we talk about a lot on the podcast, but she was just saying that is literally your sign. And so now I understand that when someone is speaking to me with their core, they're from their soul, Mm -hmm. that, that real, like the soul that has been in the ethers for thousands of years and you landed here, right? it, I get the angel chills to tell me that you're speaking your truth and it's the best. And that's what live out loud is all about living out loud. Mm -hmm. The podcast is about walking in our truth, living our truth, just being so authentic. Even if we're ugly every now and then, even if we're, Mm -hmm. even if we're just a hot mess, it's just, it's just showing up and walking and living this life as authentically as we can. And I think we absolutely, and I'm getting so many chills right now. We we just need more. <laughs> we need more Alex Castros in the world. And I am so grateful now that I have you in in our life and that we get to share you with other people. Mm. Same. I love you guys. Thank you so much.